Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me today. TGIM. I used to <laughs> I used to annoy my coworkers so much by saying that. And uh, you know, I just walk in to the office and I would go, TGIM. And they would just look back at me and just with these they didn't even have to say anything. You know, you could tell by the look on their face. They were just like what are you doing? Why are you saying that? And it was a bit of a joke back then, you know? But um, now I really mean it. I do look forward to Monday because now I realize it's all about contrast. You know, Friday wouldn't be so great without the Monday. It's that, and I actually enjoy my job now. So I guess I just had to keep saying TGIM so much that it actually became a reality instead of a stupid joke. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> now it's a mantra. So, so I, hopefully you're having a TGIM kind of Monday. Over the weekend, I, I decided to check out a new, well, not a new coffee shop. It's Lamp Post Coffee, which I've talked about before, but they've opened up a new location. There was a coffee shop downtown used to be called star coffee i swear that place was haunted i mean it just it was an old hardware store and just really dark when you walked in and all these sort of weird little hallways you know that didn't really go with the rest of the building and i've never seen a ghost but i'm, I'm always on the lookout and i i when i go into these old buildings like this i think to myself if I were a ghost, this is clearly where I would want to hang out. Um, but now that Lamppost took it over, I don't think it's on it anymore. You know, they've done some renovations. It's They brightened the place up. Uh, there's no more weird hallways. Uh, they they actually did some remodeling. And uh, it was really nice. They, they've done a good job with it, I think. Star Coffee was meh. I mean, it wasn't horrible, you know, but it definitely... Uh, I'll say this, I went there and never talked about it on the podcast. So, you know, that, that's got to tell you something. I don't really like to just bash coffee shops. Uh, but now that they're not there anymore, I can say that I'm glad Lamppost is there. We stopped off there because there's, in this little downtown area, they do this thing once a month where all these vendors kind of come in and they set up, you know, booths where you can buy pies or you can you know, get solar panels or all these arts and crafts vendors are all set up there. There's um, usually like this vocal school that is uh, having people sing in, in this time of year, it's Christmas carols. So that's fun, right? So we're walking around, we're having a good time. And uh, my wife is really into, you know, local artisans, you know, she likes to, to, to sort of support you know, the local business person, the entrepreneur is trying to come up. So we go out there and, you know, she usually finds like really cool stuff, you know, clothes or jewelry or things like that. And I'm typically uh, the one that's watching, watching the kid. You know, I, I say I'm in secret service mode. You know, I just kind of follow her around, try not to interfere with what, you know, fun she's having. But at the same time, I'm hovering over her uh, or just very, <laughs> you know, a few steps back. And that's my main focus. I'm just making sure nothing bad happens because, you know, I've listened to way too many true crime podcasts to just let my kid like roam around in a public space. But uh, when we're walking out, 
you know, she turns back to me and she said, did you just see what that guy did? And I didn't, you know, cause I'm just in the secret service mode. And, uh, and I go, no, what, well, which, what happened? What guy? And she says, Oh, the, the guy back there selling the, these boxes, you know, he, uh, he had this box and he, he says, Hey, come over here <laughs> to my wife. He's this old dude had to be in his seventies or eighties. He's got this booth with just a ton of like what looks to be cigar type boxes, but just, you could tell they were ones that he made, um, up, upscale boxes, I'll say, you know, like cedar, they've been finished. And in one of the boxes, he, I guess is showing people to t- kind of draw them in, but he's got a gun in the box. And that's what he, he showed my wife. He's like, hey, come here and look at this. And uh, I just don't know, man. Texas has got some weirdos. I mean, was the gun real? I don't know. I didn't get a look. I always miss out on these interactions. You know, they, that, that kind of thing hardly ever happens to me. For some reason, they like to, you know, to do that to my wife. I don't understand why. But uh, it, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, it probably wouldn't be illegal here in Texas, um, you would actually get fined here for not having a gun. You know, if I, if I had called the police and I said, Hey, there, there's a guy with a gun in the, uh, in the little trader area here, they probably would say, well, don't you have a gun, sir? No. Oh, you don't. We're, we're going to have to issue you a citation. You're probably, probably one of these V hugging, uh, vegan tree hugging, uh, types, aren't you? We're definitely going to have to give you a fine. But uh, <laughs> I just couldn't get over this. I mean, does, does, is that a good sales tactic? You know, showing, your, <laughs> showing the people a gun to try to get them to buy one of your weird boxes. Uh, I, I got to go next month because uh, they only do it at the first of the month. But I, I got to try to find this guy again. I want to have a conversation with this, uh, this gun-toting box maker, see what he's all about. Um. My booster is coming up. Yes, I get to get injected with more 5G from, uh, you know, from the cell towers and the Illuminati and all that. And um, I keep hearing people say, you know, even especially now that there's a new variant out, you know, I keep hearing people say, well, Brad, we're all, we're all going to get sick. We're all going to get it. And it kind of makes me laugh because uh, I'm... And this is not ego. Before I go into this next segment, please know this. I'm not coming from a place of ego, but I'm not going to get sick. And I, I laugh at them when they say this because it's like they're agreeing to get it. Or that I think people do this sometimes when, you know, there's a potentially bad event on the horizon. You know, they just go, well, you know, we're going to get mugged. It's going to happen. Yeah, that way they're not wrong about it when it happens. I think people are much more concerned about being right about things. You know, they want to be able to predict what's coming next. And I'm just not about that. Um, I've been kicking up my cold showers. And I'm, I'm even so much into this that I'm trying to not have any side effects from the booster. You know, I'm going, I'm doubling down on the Wim Hof. And... Uh, I thought I was taking cold showers before, but it's gotten a little colder here in Texas over the last couple of months. So now 
the cold showers I'm taking are, are really cold. So I got that going for me. And I also think that just sickness is a state of mind. They, they injected Wim Hof with E. coli, and that dude didn't get sick. And he, I know people go, well, Brad, he is the exception. But he would tell you he's not. He's just a guy that does all the things. All the things you're supposed to do to not get sick, he does those. And I think it's all about keeping inflammation down. There's so many things that we do, and that's how to, to produce inflammation. You know, bad diet, uh, sedentary lifestyle, you know, things like that, that invite all that disease or sickness in. Or not invite it, but just make the conditions where you're more susceptible So I wanted to go over my pillars of health. This is how I'm not getting sick. First of all, as I mentioned, cold stress, the cold shower. Um, This can be accomplished in a number of ways. I do the cold shower because I'm cheap. But you could go to a cryo chamber. Um, You could go jump in a river. You know, I plan to do that in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm going out to the Garner State Park, and I'm going to jump in the Frio River. Um, Hopefully it's going to be a cold day, you know, and I can really... Uh, get into it because I think it's uh, cold showers are great but anytime I can jump into a body of water that's cold I mean that's I think that's a double thing there because you're uh, getting all of the the goodness of natural water and being in nature and cold uh, I think that's huge it uh, it's just a thing that gets our immune system out of its comfort zone and it has to adapt we get into this adaptation phase, which most of the time we never do because we're in climate controlled houses. We go to a climate controlled car, you know, it never, your body, if you don't want it to never has to experience any type of overt stress. And what we do when we go into that cold is it's a controlled, it's a controlled stress. You know, a two minute cold shower is not going to kill anybody, but it will keep our bodies in that adaptation mode. Um, The second thing on my pillar here is working out. And I leave this general exercise, whatever you want to do. It could be walking the dog. It could be CrossFit, um, marathon running, whatever you want to do. But just getting outside, uh, for me, optimally is three to five times a week. And again, it doesn't have to be anything just insane, you know, 20, 30 minutes doing that three to five times a week, that will, you know, that does the trick for me. That is one of the keys. When I'm not working out, then I'm more susceptible to these things. Another one that uh, I, I passionately believe in is eating more fruits and vegetables, you know, adopting a plant-based diet. Uh, I think it's great when people do like a meatless Monday, but I, I kind of feel like it should be flipped, um, you know, to where most people are eating plant-based, let's say Monday through Saturday. And then on Sunday, you know, maybe then you have the steak or the burger or whatever. But I think it's a little unrealistic to think everybody in the world is going to go vegan. <laughs> so to me, I don't know, when I was a kid, that's how people ate. And I know I'm going to age myself when I say this, but, um, you know, when I was a kid, we would eat things like uh, 
beans and potatoes, you know, and then at the end of the week, my grandmother would make a pot roast. I don't know if anybody else had that experience, but it seems like this eating meat three times a day is kind of a relatively new thing. So I think plant-based diet is another way to keep sickness out, just giving yourself the right vitamins, minerals, all that stuff. Because as we all know, food is not just calories, it's information, it's a download. It tells your cells how to behave um, on the same sort of topic here. I think fasting is another way to vastly increase our health. Um, I don't have statistics. You know, this is not something I've researched, but I know for me, I, uh, I definitely felt, you know, better mentally and physically when I'm doing a, you know, so let's say a 16 hour fast five times a week, nothing crazy. Again, I'm not going, um, you know, to doing like a three day fast or anything crazy like that. If someone's drawn to do that, I mean, I do think there's benefits to it, but, um, for me, it's about these tiny little steps, you know, the, uh, these, these things that we do just over and over little things, but over, you know, years, they compound these little habits. They, they make really big impacts. Was it Tony Robbins said like, most people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in 10. You know, I'm not going to get a, a six pack before the end of the year, but in 10 years, uh, if I keep doing these things, um, it's just going to keep my health at the optimum level. Next one here is not going to be a big surprise to anybody. Uh, breath work and meditation. Um, the Wim Hof method of breathing has radically changed me. And that one did not take 10 years. I'm not saying it's going to be like this for everyone, but again, mentally and physically, I, uh, it's been such a game changer doing the breath work at least once, I don't know, once every other day. I'd like to do it every day, but I'd be lying if I said I hit it every time and I was 100%. <laughs> I do, I definitely meditate every day, but I'd say the breath work I'm probably doing five times a week. Um, I think if you could do it every day, uh, that's great. You know, that's going to be even better. You know, this is one of my factors of, of living to be 100 is doing the breath work and the meditation and you probably know this, but there are some links in the show notes where you can find a playlist for Wim Hof. You can try some of these breath techniques out. Just do one of them. See how it feels. You know, I think you'll get hooked. Next up is one I think is commonly overlooked. Sleep. You know, the, we, we live in the hustle culture. Everybody wants to, you know, reach that goal. Do that thing. You know, do something amazing and I love that. I'm very motivated that way. But sometimes you just got to get eight hours of sleep. And that's where our bodies restore themselves. You know, there's nothing in this, no living thing has evolved past the point of needing sleep. So, you know, I don't think I'm any different. And definitely sleep is going to keep me healthy. The last one on this list may be a little bit odd, but I, I definitely think it's one of the pillars. It's gratitude. You know, just being just in a state of gratitude is huge in not getting sick. 
And look, when I say not getting sick, I realize that people get sick and that sometimes, you know, we're in a physical body that breaks down. I just think that getting sick happens a lot more often than it should. And, uh, I don't know. The gratitude is just one of those things that, that helps us. I posted a clip from the millionaire's mindset podcast last week. And the host asked his guest, if he gave them a million dollars, how would it make them feel? And of course they got all excited. Right. And he asked if anybody would be able to, you know, get them in a bad mood for a while, you know, after he gave them this million dollars. And, and they said, no, no way. Nobody could get me down from that. And so then he, uh, he changes it up. He goes, well, what if I gave you 10 million, but you couldn't wake up tomorrow? You know, your life would be over. Would you do it? And both of the guests say, absolutely not. You know, no way. I wouldn't take that. And so then he looks at him. He says, so you're telling me that waking up tomorrow is worth more than $10 million dollars then why aren't you feeling that way every time you wake up? And I just thought that was brilliant. You know, that's the way I want to wake up. You know, with that same feeling, like someone just gave me $10 million. During this video, one of the guests says something about being extremely thankful about, you know, about this. And my friend Marcos commented, and uh, I thought this was a really astute observation. And then I'd never thought about this before, but he said the difference between being grateful and being thankful is that when you are thankful, you know, you're, you thank someone, you're acknowledging the existence of something, you know, for, for instance, if you're at a restaurant and the server brings your food, you thank them. You're acknowledging that they did their job and now you'll no longer be hungry but gratitude, on the other hand, takes things a bit further. Gratitude is acknowledging and appreciating something, but is also connected to a deeper emotional state. You know, being thankful exists in the mind, but gratitude comes from the heart and soul. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. I uh, hope you got something out of this. If you did, Tell a friend about it, pass it along, share it on social media. Uh, So much thanks to everyone that's been doing that already. Uh, Every week, I'm just amazed at how many people support, you know, this podcast just by doing simple little things like that, by sharing things out and and telling other people about it. Uh, I couldn't be more grateful for that. Um, If you want to check out some of that Wim Hof I was talking about, check the show notes. I've got a playlist of like five or six videos on YouTube where you can uh, check him out and uh, open your third eye. It's, uh, it's amazing stuff. Also, there's a playlist in there you might enjoy, as well as some of my pod pals. And as always, you can find me at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com.